Have you ever uh, been on tour with a, uh, a guy that you didn't marry? <laughs> well, you are not afraid to ask anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Hi there, and welcome in to a brand new week of Celebrity Salute. Dedicated to the men and women who serve our country in active duty, our veterans, and their families. We're here for you. God bless you. We love you. On each episode, we look for people and stories with some connection to these heroes. I'm Randy Miller. Huge veteran and military supporter Lori Morgan is a legendary country music singer. She is the daughter of George Morgan, widow of Keith Whitley, and ex-wife of John Randall and Sammy Kershaw, all of whom are also country music singers. Morgan has been active as a singer since the age of 13, charted her first single in 1979. She achieved her greatest success between 1988 and 99. Her first two RCA albums, Leave the Light On and Something in Red, and her B&A album, Watch Me, are all certified platinum. Lori has made more than 40 chart entries on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart, including three number one singles, Five Minutes, What Part of No, and I Don't Know My Own Strength. We are proud to welcome Lori Morgan to Celebrity Salute. And uh, just settle in here for a little conversation with one of the ultimate queens of country music, Lori Morgan. <laughs> hey, Lori, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How was your weekend? Well, it was good. It was full. I was in, uh, played in Kentucky and played in Indiana. Uh, and now I'm home for a couple of days. Uh, just in time to do um, a lot of laundry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that's what I think about when I think about Lori Morgan. I think, man, I bet she does a lot of laundry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just yeah. talked. We just talked to uh, Pam Tillis, your uh, your touring mate here on the program yeah. on the uh, the Grits and Glamour tour that you're on. And I asked Pam, I said, "Who's Grits and who's Glamour?" And she said, "Depends on the day." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It really does. It really does depend on the day. You guys having a good time out there? We are. And this is our 10th year doing that. So oh, I did not realize up. that. Yeah. Yep. Wow. 10th year. Mm-hmm. Well, you must get along. We do. And, and you know, surprisingly, uh, you get two divas out there on the road. And <laughs> um, I was a little nervous at first, but man, we've, we've just become great friends and good buddies and confidants and so uh, we got lucky. It, it worked. That's great. You, and not only uh, two divas out there, but uh, you guys both have uh, famous country dads, country music dads. Yes, we do. Right. And we're very proud of that heritage. Uh, yeah, your dad, we, George, George Morgan, had some of the greatest classic songs. And and so, you know, obviously uh, Mel Tillis, too. But I, 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 that's kind of probably fun to talk about on the road, huh? Oh, it's it's a blast. And I... I kid Pam all the time about <laughs> how handsome, you know, on stage I'll talk about, she says, my daddy, you know, he was so blah, 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 blah. And I said, oh, he was so hot. And the audience just dies laughing. <laughs> and she's like, oh, and I said, hey, you're just glad I'm not your stepmother. And she flips <laughs> out. Ah, <laughs> oh, that is great. That is so good. So, you know, you and I are exactly the same age. And you're supposed to be at this age slowing down. D- d- has anybody ever told you that? You know, I've tried to tell my husband that that's the rule. Right. I'm supposed to s- start slowing down. 
And he just walks away when I say that. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> I mean, you, you're doing more now than you've ever done. You get so much, and we're going to get into all of this. But I mean, you just uh, you're do, you're doing all kinds of stuff. And I grew up in uh, I know you live in Nashville. I grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I I did country radio morning shows from WIVK to everywhere mm-hmm. around the country. And I remember. And this is the effect I think that country music has that, that no other uh, music category has. But I can remember when I was, man, I must have been 10 or 11, and my mom took me to a show starring Penny DeHaven. Do you remember Penny DeHaven? Oh, De- my God. Yeah. That's going back, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. I haven't even heard that name in I know. Gosh. I know. And so Penny DeHaven, I don't know how it was that I was able to meet her at that show. And she kissed me on the cheek. And I will never, ever have that feeling again in my life. I mean, that. <laughs> but that's I think that's what country. I mean, don't you believe that the country music kind of transcends uh, that? It affects people that way. It yeah. really does. And it anyway. Yes, it does affect people that way, whether it's a hug or a, or a kiss or you know, just to be able to walk up on somebody's bus. And, you know, it, it means a lot to people. Yeah. It really means a lot to people, especially young kids. And, um, I, you know, we are um, we're who they look up to. And, and I just, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, I remember the first time I had sex with Dolly Parton. I mean, I won't. I won't yeah. <laughs> and I'll never. Me too. I, <laughs> <laughs> It affected me, I'm telling you. <laughs> so our audience, uh, Lori, is mainly active duty military veterans and their families. And well, I, they must have a good sense of humor. They, they better have a good sense of humor. But I know that you've been involved with them for most of your life, right? You've done a lot with the military. I have. I, I'm. A, my dad was in the Army. My uncle was in the Marines. My brother-in-laws were in the Army and... Uh, they they were active in in Vietnam. My dad uh, was well, years and years ago in the army. My uncle um, was in the Marines, and uh, he was on Guam. And uh, oh, wow. he was six, sixteen years old. And as soon as the PT boats landed, you know, on the island, that big door came down, and mm. he got shot first thing, and oh. was paralyzed for life. And oh, uh, wow. But I will tell you, he um, never complained, never said a bad word about the Japanese soldier that shot him. And matter of fact, he said, I don't blame him. He was a young boy and he didn't want to be there as much as I didn't want to be there. Oh, wow. Wow. And he lived to be 87 years old, something like that, and had a blast. Wow. He had wow. the time of his life. He did. What a, what an attitude! I, I mean, to to carry that kind of an attitude. That's uh, that's yeah. That's he a, got purple hearts, and and you know his his heart. Uh, it might have been purple, but I'm telling you, he the closest thing to my dad. When you know when my dad passed away, right. all we had was my uncle Bill, and buddy. He um, I'm sure we all. A good time and and uh he he loved to have the family together and and i can remember every kid every kid in school when we had to do a report on 
some kind of war, they all rushed to Uncle Beebe's house. Oh, yeah. Get the whole scoop, you know? Right, right. Yeah, you know, that's the thing now, and we talk about it all the time on this show, is that uh, it used to be, uh, I know when I was growing up, you knew veterans, You every veteran that was on your block, you knew who it was and somebody that had gone to war or uh, served. And anymore, it's uh, you don't. It's just, it's just like— well, you know. My husband and I are always walking up to somebody and saying, hey, thank you for your service. And whether it's a fireman or a policeman or military, um, you know, people have given our our, uh, police department and all the department. They're just they're just crazy. People are just giving them down the road. And I'm like, Jesus, what's happening to this world? Right. Right. And man, I. You know, my sister um, was married to um, her husband has since passed away, but he was in Vietnam. And she told me of a of a thing that was popular, that if you have somebody who served in one of the wars, that you are supposed to put a green light on your front porch that lights up at night, like a green bulb. Hmm. And so I started putting them on my porch at night and. It's amazing people will come by and say, hey, I didn't know you had somebody in the military. I mean, it's like, you know, it's yeah. a thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard about that, and that is a, mm-hmm. uh, that's a great thing. So much to get into here. I just watched the video for Nashville Hot Chicken. And I, I love that. I mean, you, everybody's in that. You, Vince Gill is in that deal, uh, Tracy Lawrence. And uh, I didn't know that you were the official ambassador for Nashville Hot Chicken. Well, some people call me that, and uh, some people say it's a it's another lady. But I give it I give it to the other lady who introduced me to my family uh, to hot chicken. She she ran Princess Hot Chicken for years, owns Princess Hot Chicken, and that's how we got introduced to hot chicken when we were young kids. My dad brought it home from the Opry one night, and we are just a family of hot flavored food. You cannot <laughs> you cannot get it too hot. My son eats stuff that would they might want to start looking at it for the military to send <laughs> people to the moon, man. I'm Study that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, and you just, it's fun. It's just like my wife. My wife can can uh, eat anything hot and she, yep. you know, every time we go to Nashville, we go to Hattie B's. And I know that's, I know that's kind of a, uh, a war there between princes and Hattie B's. No, but-, but let me tell you the place to go. Yes. I have to tell you. It's on Clarksville Highway and it's called 400 Degrees. Oh. It's the best hot chicken you'll ever put in your mouth. 400, I'm writing it down now, 400, yep. 400 degrees. Lady, the lady's name is Aki. She owns it. She started it from bottom up. And, buddy, she's only open a few hours a day, so you got to wow. catch her at the right time. <laughs> 400 degrees. So yep. uh, you like spicy stuff. Well, you know, I, I'm not surprised that, that Lori Morgan likes spicy stuff because your entire career has been pretty spicy. I, I mean, you you have been out there doing it and doing it in a great way uh, and, and kind of just always doing your own thing. And I understand that you are writing a book, right? I am. I am writing a book. I went to down to Florida and spent some days alone uh, on the beach writing my book. And since I got back, I've, I've had uh, writer's block and haven't, <laughs> haven't written a page. Well, yet, you've been but, a little uh, busy doing laundry. 
Uh, yeah, the laundry is killing me. <laughs> well, I, okay, so let me ask you about a couple of things that I, that I know we're going to talk about in the book, about how women were treated in the music industry. And, you know, I don't think it's any secret to anybody, uh, but some of these early pioneers, like like yourself, and like Tammy Wynette and, and uh, Jeannie Seeley, uh, the things, Loretta Lynn, some of those things that those women had to go through to get to the point where they were noticed. I, I'm so glad you're talking about that. Well, it, it is a truth. It's a true fact. And it's not. Um, uh, it, it was tough. You know, it's just like it's just like any other woman in any other working place. Yep. Um, we just get the notoriety for some reason, but it's it's for the women, the 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 waitresses, the the secretaries, the we we were treated just like they they are, uh, yep. or they were, and you know finally women started speaking up for themselves and uh, got a lot of people nervous and uh, yeah <laughs> yeah we, exactly uh, you know and and finally I said you know what. I'm, I got a number one record. I'm not going out unless I get the money that guy's making right there. Yep. And I meant it. And, and, um, you know, you, you, people are afraid to say what they feel and, um, what they demand. And sometimes you have to demand as a woman because when you're, when you're a guy and you demand something, you know, and this has nothing to do with you, Randy, because you're in a total different position. That's but right. I'm perfect. When, when, when well, I know you are. <laughs> But when you have a guy out there who makes a decision, oh, he's a smart businessman. Right. But when you have a woman out there who makes a smart decision, what a bitch. she is a bitch. What a bitch. She's a bitch to work for. Right, right. I and, know. you know, it's a shame. And I don't mind being called one. I, you can call me one till, <laughs> till the end of time. Well, yeah, but I'm going to do what's right for me and my family. Hey, Absolutely. And uh, I mean, especially you, Lori, because I mean, first of all, you're the first woman uh, to start your career with three consecutive platinum albums. That should mean something, right? Well, it should. I, I would think, Randy. But here I am doing laundry. <laughs> how, many, <laughs> how many times? And, and like I told you, I've been in radio my whole life. I've never been a program director and never been a music director. I've always been a, a show host. But mm -hmm. uh, how many times at radio stations were you propositioned uh, so that they would play your song? I cannot even tell you this, Randy. I mean, you're, you're, a, beautiful, you're a beautiful woman. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that territory is well known, uh, especially among radio, right? Yes, it is. And, you know, there's one name, I'm not going to say it, but there's one name that sticks out that if I, if I ever run into him again, I will smack him in the face. Um, he, he held me over a barrel for years. And finally I was on RCA records and, uh, finally Joe Galani, the president of RCA, right. um, Gave me, I called me in for a meeting. I thought, well, this is it. I'm getting fired because I'm, I'm not doing what they're asking me to do. And he called me in, and the whole staff was in there and applauded me for um, what I said to this gentleman. No, he's not a gentleman. This man, right, right. 
But, you know, a lot of it wasn't just disc jockeys. It was a lot of record executives that made you oh, yeah. uh, yep. propositions you for, you know, a place on their label. And yep. um, that's in my book. It's all in my I'll book. I'll bet. I'll, um, I cannot wait to read that. I, I mean, because that's that's just been happening. I mean, well, j- just the way the music industry and other industries have treated women in general has been happening forever. And so it's so great that you are writing this book and and talking about that because and you know here's the thing i'm not i'm not ratting people out this is not uh, i'm telling this is how hard it has been right. for me personally i can't speak for tanya i can't speak for any of the other girls pam and all that but for me this is what it was for me yeah um, you know, I didn't have my dad at 16 years old. I lost him at 16. So I was on my own trying to find my way through this business. And, um, I just knew that, that my morals and my upbringing was not going to let me go and get a label deal by going to bed with somebody. I right. mean, it, it wasn't going to happen yeah. for me. You also talk about in your book, why you never tried cocaine. I was afraid I'd like it. <laughs> <laughs> remember, do you remember what Rodney Dangerfield said about cocaine? No. He, he said, I really don't like it. I just like the way it smells. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to read this book. This is going to be so great. Hey, I want to talk about uh, your late husband, Keith Whitley, the, the sure. in, incredible Keith Whitley. Um uh, inducted into the uh, uh, or the announcement of the induction, and in, finally into the Country Music Hall of Fame, and this uh, this monument that is honoring him, right? Yes, we have a we have a monument that we're we're trying to. Get, I've had a lot of flack about that too. Uh, why? Why? Well, I don't know. Why, I don't know. Fans just feel like sometimes they have a right to bitch about everything you do, yep. and, and they don't. Uh, they don't know what my life is and what you know. I don't. I, anyway, yeah, we're putting a. <laughs> I know what you mean. We're putting a beautiful monument for Keith up at the cemetery, where he deserves a better monument than when he died. We, I had nothing. I had nothing, and I believe it was Joe Galani that paid for his monument or his casket. I can't remember which one it was. Um, but I got him a small, nice stone, which is still a beautiful stone, and I'm going to keep it when the new one comes in. But, you know, you go to the cemetery and you see Roy Acuff and you see all these beautiful statues and right. these beautiful monuments they have. Well, Keith would feel uneasy with that. That That's not what he would want. So the monument is, is quite large, but it's very simple. And it's very – it's it, it makes a statement when you walk up. And – um so we're we're raising money uh, because every fan who donates or gives, their name will be around the bottom of the statue. That oh, that's cool. Part, that they were part of his, um, you know, his statue. His, his, his legacy. His, yeah. So a lot of people were like, well, why don't she just pay for it? Well, you know, I just don't have that much money laying around my house. So, um <laughs> We, See, so I, don't no, come rob me. Don't anybody come rob me. Well, no, but I love this, Lori, because, uh, yeah, if you go to Indiegogo, that's where you're raising the money. And, that's right. And, and I love it because you're letting Keith Whitley and your fans be a part of this. And I just think that's so cool. 
Well, I, I do too. And we did too. My manager, my publicist, we all sat down and talked about the pros and cons of it. And, you know, I'm willing to, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to battle. I mean, I'm not, I'm not afraid, but, um, I just want them to see how important it is for them to be on his, his name. I mean, his, his monument, uh, they were a part of, you know, they go out there all the time anyway, and they leave beer, beer tops and, uh, room keys and <laughs> all kinds of crazy it was packs of cigarettes for him. And it's crazy. And I have to <laughs> go out there and clean this monument off. And I appreciate them coming to see Keith. But, sure. You know, he really can't use the room keys. Right. <laughs> right. And he stopped, he stopped smoking a long time ago. So. <laughs> a long time ago. But you know what? Jesse Keith, our son, he smokes a cigarette for Keith. Every time he goes out there, he sits down and, uh. He smokes a seat. He knows he, Keith loved them damn cigarettes. <laughs> Talking about Keith, I mean, it's like the guy just the the legend lives on because TikTok now has this viral thing going on about one of his songs called Miami, Miami. What, yeah. What, what is that about? I don't know. I never heard of it. I mean, I heard See, a song. Yeah. But I didn't know there was a TikTok. Oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I mean, millions of views of videos that have that song attached to it. Good God. Yeah. Well, I'm not a big, I'm not a big TikTok user. I'm not a big Snapchat. I'm, I barely can get my email. Um, <laughs> right. That's, so that's me. My kids have to tell me, Hey mom, let me tell you how to get on and look at this, you know? Right. So, <laughs> right. I, I was talking to my daughter the other day and I, I was, I texted her a picture and uh, it, it's one of those things where I want to do a podcast now, uh, just called, did you get it? <laughs> did, did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get it? Did you yeah. get it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's talk about, let's, let's talk about your music here for uh, a little bit because you're still doing great music. Um, a picture of me. I just, I listened to that picture of me without you and you know, you've done some great covers. You've done some incredible original songs and you've also I didn't know that you had done so many performances with other people, but I mean, the Beach Boys, really? Yeah, I know. I, I'm still in shock over that one. I'm like, what? And that, and that was at the Grand Ole Opry, right? Well, no, that was, I recorded with them 10 years ago. Okay. And they just made their first Opry appearance a few weeks ago in their 50-some career, a year career. Right. They just now... Um, are uh made their Opry debut and I just happened to be uh the one they asked for that night and I was so um oh I was so flattered well and nervous that's some big company there right yeah I mean Lori Morgan and the Beach Boy who, who doesn't see that show oh my god it was so good and you know I've been so blessed to 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 record with my idols like Johnny Mathis and uh, Tammy Wynette and uh, Andy Williams and Frank Sinatra. I mean, I, what? What are you kidding? What do you want, Lori? You no, know, just <laughs> just sit down live, for a minute. Yeah, go live in a trailer for a while. What? <laughs> now, tell me about uh, Frank Sinatra. I didn't know that. Yeah, go to the Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra Duets Two album, and oh, wow. um, I'm doing a song with him called Funny Valentine. And how do you keep the music playing? Oh, wow. And um, that's, you know, hanging on my wall in the kitchen. And 
And he sent me a picture frame and I lost it during one of the moves. It was a uh, silver uh, picture frame. I, I had to start talking, Randy. Um, um, he fixed me a hot cup of coffee and I never, I never got a chance to enjoy it. But anyway. Oh, wow. Wow. So he sent me this frame and, and I lost it. And, um, I don't know. It's just heartbreaking. I've lost so many things during the moves over the years, you know, albums, pictures. Um, I used to have walls and walls of pictures of people I met and albums and stuff. And I'm, I'm looking at these walls in my bedroom going, there ain't a damn thing hanging on these walls. <laughs> well, we've had now another guy that we've had on the show is Larry Gatlin, uh, one of your buddies, and you're you're co-writing uh, another project, I guess, with him, right? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Larry Gatlin. You know, the thing about Larry Gatlin is he really doesn't speak his mind. No, bless his heart. I yeah. got to get him out of his shell. I know. You really need to because yeah. I just wish the guy would really voice his opinion. Yeah, I know. He, he's shy like that, you know. <laughs> hey, and you also uh, were on stage with Judy Collins. And I got to tell you, my Judy Collins story, I interviewed her husband, who was one of the, he designed a monument in Washington, D.C. for veterans. Did you know that? I did not know that. And, and I didn't know that he was married to Judy Collins. And so, you know, near the end of the interview, I said, so you're married to Judy Collins? And he goes, yeah, yeah, it's it's fantastic. And I said, I'll bet. She had just got back from a tour in Italy or something. And uh, uh, but her husband is is equally uh, renowned for uh, his uh, his monument building. I guess. You know, I, I, I'm always afraid to to meet people I've idolized because I'm afraid they're going to be assholes, and, right, and it right. scares exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> so I was afraid the night okay. I worked with her that I was like. Oh, I want to meet her, but I don't want her to brush me off and be one of those people that I don't want to listen to, you know, her songs anymore. And she was so gracious and so nice. And, you know, I I was so happy to to have gotten to meet her. You know, I always get the question from uh, from people that that listen to the show about how many, you know, who's the who's the biggest asshole that you've ever interviewed? And uh, ironically, it's weird uh, but when Tim McGraw was first coming up, that was him. <laughs> I, now he now he's changed over the the course of of years, and I yeah. don't know if Faith had a lot to do that with that or not. But uh, man, was he just a turd! Well, you know what? I'm gonna call him after this. And he said, <laughs> "Boy, did you get a reputation?" I know, I know, I, I no. He's I, I'm sure he's he's a lot different now. But uh, I have met a. Quite a few of them, actually. Yep, I bet one one of my uh, I, I can't even say it. I, I can't even. I can't even. Oh go come on. Okay. Um, I was in L.A. and oh my God, my mm, my dream to meet Tony Bennett. And I was just, he cut one of my dad's songs. He cut Candy Kisses, oh, and so I was gonna. I was going to go and introduce myself, and I mean, he just held up his hand like, "Not now." And I wow. said, "I mean, I I was hurt, I was devastated. Yeah, I've never gotten over it. But I get Tony it Tony Bennett as as I've gotten older, 
you're doing some uh, uh, older in this business. Yeah. You know, you, you're involved in something and somebody pushes their way. I didn't really push my way in, but right. I, I understand the wait a minute. But it, it was just it was almost like, oh, no. Right. You know? don't, like, don't, don't be that guy. Don't be. That. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't be him. Yeah. So but I still want to meet him. Man, Candy Kisses. Wow. What what a tremendous song that was. No, no. It, that was a great song. And still is. Did he did you write that? He did. Oh wow. Wow. He wrote it. And you know, back then, Randy, people people had a whole career on one song. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Can't can't do that no more. No. <laughs> that's right. Hey, well that's the other thing I wanted to, to talk to you about, Lord. And I and I gone too long and I, I apologize you get laundry. you're gonna get spanked by Claire uh, I, think. I know you got laundry to do but uh <laughs> what and I'm sure this is going to be in the book too but you know the changes in the music industry from the time you started to now it's it's just it's incredible it, it's incredible some good some bad but I was talking to a, a record guy the other day and he told me that if you don't have a million views on whatever, you're not getting in. I don't know about that. No, I don't know. And what is in? Well, I mean, I, I mean, if you're if you're trying to get started right now in the record business, and you don't have a million views on TikTok or or uh, you know Instagram or whatever, that uh, record labels are not even going to look at you. Yeah, because you've done all the work. Right. Right. But now you, but, they but, did the work. but you also, well, that's true. The, the, uh, the record promotion guy, but you had to do a lot of work when you started. Oh, I did. I had to go road trips and, you know, radio, uh, yep. get on the road and do the radio uh, tour and all that stuff. And it, it's a lot easier now, but you know, still right. What, what is the record labels doing? What is their promotion? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I could promote somebody that's got a million views on YouTube. Right. Yeah. Right. So it, it's weird. It's it's all messed up. I, I, I don't I don't try to figure it out, but I am getting ready to produce a, a new girl. Um, and I, I call her a new girl because, she, well, she's actually singing country music, like Loretta Lynn country. Yes, like Lori and Morgan she, country. Well, she's even more country than me. She's Loretta Lynn. I'm oh, wow. Wow. And she writes. She's precious. She's young. And we're getting ready to go in the studio October 10th and 11th. And um, she's out. She works. She's in my band. She plays guitar and sings. And um, she's just, uh, I think she's a little star waiting to happen. Wow. Wow, that's going to be exciting. Well, hey, Lori, it's just been such a pleasure talking to you. You're so great. I, I, Thank you, Randy. Enjoy you so much. Where's the best uh, place for people to, to see and hear and, and find out all about Lori Morgan? Well, I have my own personal Facebook um, that I my, I, pay, I post a lot on. My husband posts a lot of stuff on Facebook, too, uh, Randy White. And then we have uh, Lori.com. Um, and you just never know where I'm going to show up. That's right. Exactly. Lori, Lori.com will give you dates and things like that and updates and whatever. Um, actually we're looking for a, a new person to run my, um, my business. Um, okay. oh, I'm, I'm available. All right, Randy. Have you ever, get ready. have you ever, uh, shared a stage with anybody? Uh, have you ever uh, been on tour with a, uh, a guy that you didn't marry? 
Well, you are not afraid to ask anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You know, no, let me tell you a funny story. I worked <laughs> with this guy one time. This has been years ago. And he said, hey, uh, this was after the show. He said, uh, hey, uh, how come you and I have never hooked up? I said, <laughs> because I marry everybody I sleep with. That's why. <laughs> love it that better be in the book (laughs) but that's not true actually but i just thought i'd throw in for a loop it's good Lori. thank you so much go do some laundry all right all right randy thanks you've been listening to celebrity salute celebrity salute is produced by brainstorm media and distributed by national defense network with host randy miller and executive produced by nate heron be sure to visit us at nationaldefensenetwork.com This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also say, Alexa, play the National Defense Network podcast.